0: Be bold for change. Know when when you've got to do what's right for your mental state and health and happiness and for your family. Yeah, the bigger picture.
1: On this week's episode of the podcast, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with the ever-so-lovely Jessica Pitkin. Over a decade ago she made the move to Nulamboy with her husband Mal and at the time they're three children. She's now a mother of four boys and works in a male dominated industry and she says it herself she was just born to be around guys. Jess has had an incredibly interesting career from a stay-at-home mum to working in a chemist and taking a job at a primary school to starting her own salad business, which eventually led to her being a truck driver, AKA a mother trucker. Jess just has the best outlook on life and she really does spread her positive energy wherever she goes. In this conversation, we speak about her life, her jobs, her family, and the importance of having you time. She's such a lovely human, so it was an absolute honour to have her on this week's episode of North East Arnhem Land with Mon. Now, just to get things rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. First up, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. My name's Monica O'Hanlon, and you could say I'm a bit of a sticky beak. I just love hearing people's stories, because it's true what they say, everyone's got one. I work at Gov FM in North East Arnhem Land in the NT. It's one of the most remote and unspoilt parts of Australia. If you're someone who isn't familiar with it, here's what you need to know. The Yungle people are the traditional owners of this region. Their vibrant culture dates back more than 40,000 years. The hub, where I live, is called Nullumboy a town created on the Gove Peninsula after the establishment of the Bauxite Mine. You're probably asking, what's the purpose of this podcast? I've met so many weird and wonderful people, whether they're from here or just passing through. I want to know how their path led them to this tiny little dot on the map. And it would be my absolute pleasure to share it with you. So nice to finally have you in. We've tried a couple of times, haven't we? We have. <laughs> Life gets busy. Especially for you, what, you've got four kids, yeah. you work full-time and all the other things that you do. We're going to talk a little bit about how your career has progressed over the years. I find it really interesting. But first, I wanted to ask you, how long have you guys been in uh, in this region?
0: Oh, we have been in town for 13 and a half years now. Wow. A couple of questions. How did you end up getting up here? Um, Mal Mal had done 10 years at the mine he was previously working at and we'd had three boys by then and I said to him, okay, (laughs) we're a family of boys you, um, you need to be home for the boys and he was FIFO at the time so our incentive was to, for him to find a position where he could be home and um, this happened to come up I think within the month of us discussing it and he went for it and it became available and next minute we were in Gove. Um, which was, yeah, the best thing we could have ever done because he now gets to be home and, um, you know, the boys have got a dad around and um, I'm a little bit saner for it. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you based
1: uh, when Mal
0: was doing the FIFO? In Darwin. Oh, in Darwin. Yeah, so he was home every weekend, which was um, great because there's, you know, there's not a lot of FOFO positions like that, but... Still, um, you know, three children and your husband working away, uh, and he'd done it for so long too. So he was he was over the FIFO, and um, we had we knew of people that lived over here and loved the lifestyle and. We didn't particularly want to leave the territory either, so this was yeah, this was the package yeah. for us. Yeah. Where did you grow up in the territory? I did, I'm a Darwin girl. Oh you're a Darwin girl? Yeah. Oh my gosh, whereabouts? Yeah, McMinns Lagoon. So the rural area. Okay. So I grew up there from when I was oh, I think I was six when we moved out there. And then um, I met Mao at the ripe old age of 17 <laughs> and by 18 and a half we'd already, we bought our um, block out there as well.
1: Oh, young achievers. Yeah, we
0: were, <laughs> well he's, he was a bit more of an older achiever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, uh, yeah, we got a, a five acre block out there and um, that's what the boys and I did while Mao was away at work. Um, played on the block and um, it was work. It was a lot of work, but we loved it, and I loved growing up in the rural area too. Yeah, but yeah, the gave lifestyle. A real, right? Yeah, great free free lifestyle, um, and that was actually one of the incentives to come over to go. Was because I had that as a child. Like growing up
1: in Darwin, did you know of Nulunboy?
0: Uh, I'd heard of Nulamboy. Um You know, there's always people coming and going and um as there still is um and I but not 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 a lot not extensively um yeah it wasn't until the position came up that um we spoke to people that were here and and became a bit more familiar um with it and yeah everyone that we'd spoke to said they absolutely loved it so, um, and it sounded very similar to the lifestyle that I had as a kid, and that's what I wanted for the boys, and um, definitely what Mal wanted for the boys as well.
1: Yeah, unreal. Yeah. So you moved. You moved over three kids and a husband, and then you had another baby. Yeah, our, <laughs>
0: our little surprise. <laughs> He he was this, he was not planned at all, (laughs) (laughs) but thanks to Tom, we live in Whale Road. (laughs) There's there's perks in every situation. (laughs) Absolutely, there is.
1: (laughs) So you've been here for 13 years, what's Mm. kept you then? There's obviously, you must love it.
0: Oh, definitely the simplicity. Um, You know, I grew up having that and uh, appreciated that. Um, The fact that, you know, it's still a town where kids can safely ride to and from school. Um, You know that if anything happens, that you guarantee someone will be driving past, that is familiar with them and um, it's just a caring community. And that's just, that's become a very rare thing these days. Um, and you only have to go out of town to to realise that, and for that alone, that's pretty much what's kept us here. Is um, you know, it doesn't matter what season it is, whether it's the you know if it's the build up, well, cool. there's oh yeah, no one likes, no one particularly likes the build up, but you know it's it's still an easy comfortable town to live in you can still escape the build up by being in the air con and you know you in the dry season you can go camping and you know there's gosh June, July where can you go camping half hour from where you are and enjoy what you've got and um, you know the boys can, you can go out to Bondi, the boys can go surfing yeah there's just so much I, I don't know whether everyone um, that's lived here has been able to experience that and embrace the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's definitely one of the things that we've made sure we've done since we've lived here and having four boys (laughs) they love their adventure so it's been perfect for us I guess in that aspect is um, you know they're adventurous and um, we like to get out and about as well Keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: Did you were there many adjustments when you first moved over?
0: Uh, to be honest, no, not re no, not really. Um, purely because like we came over when the boys were quite young, so they're all under five. Um, so it's a great town for people to move over when their children are young there's plenty of facilities um you know the mothers group and um the library and um you know you there were definitely plenty of people around that were in similar situations so no it wasn't wasn't an adjustment at all um other than having a husband home every <laughs> night <laughs> that was that was one of the major adjustments that that took a little while to get used to. In what um, way can you tell us a bit about? Oh, just having to adjust your routine, uh, you know, I, having had the boys by myself, I was quite routined in, um, I guess our daily routine, you know, I'd make sure the boys would be in bed by a certain time so that I was able to have me time, which was really important as a, um, a single parent for, you know, most of the week. Um, and that was hard because all of a sudden I had to share my time with my husband, <laughs> and um, you know that that was a, that was definitely an adjustment. And you know, Dad's home, it's all fun and games, you know, out goes the routine. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that uh, to be honest, that probably did take a good couple of years of of getting used to because we, yeah, we'd done it for so long. Um, but other than that, um, no, it was it was quite a comfortable transition. Yeah. To yeah, to being living in, in Gove as opposed to Darwin, yeah, definitely with the climate. Was um, actually it's a nicer climate. Really? Yes, here definitely sea breeze most of the year round. You didn't get that in Darwin, and every time we go back to Darwin now, we think, oh, we can't wait to get back to <laughs> Gove.
1: <laughs> so you you never struggled with um. A lot of people say that they struggle with like. Being away from family and stuff
0: like that. No, no, I, um, I've got a brother and sister, and we parted fairly early in our teenage um, years. My sister went away to uni um, straight after school and um, hasn't hadn't returned to Darwin, and my brother um, has travelled a lot, and so I never really had them. Unfortunately, my mum passed when. Um, I was seven months pregnant with Ned, so I didn't have um, my mum as backing. Yeah. Um, so, and I, we didn't have any extended family in Darwin either. Um, so, it was very much a, a case of our, our family is our direct family unit, and um, we make home wherever we, we are. So I never really relied on on family as such. I was always pretty much a loner in that sense. Yeah, so that wasn't a problem for us at all. And I guess that's why maybe we're still here 13 years later. We've never had that battle to deal with.
1: Totally. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like, of course, it's beautiful and stuff. But I feel like family is the thing that usually if people are really close with particular members and, you know, they struggle in that way. So, yeah, that's... This is, I don't know, it's the best place to live. (laughs) Oh,
0: absolutely. And you know what, we've, the friends that we've made here in Gove over the years, and there's been many, many have come and gone and some are still here, um, we've made them our family. Yeah. So that is one of the special things about Gove as a community is, um, you know, what you rely on in family you get in friends here. Yeah. Absolutely. You make lifelong friends because of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How did we let's go from family life into work? So, did you go straight into the salad business?
0: Oh, no. No, from uh from raising the boys? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, I actually spent 10 years as a stay-at-home mum, Mm -hmm. so um, five years of that was in Darwin, bringing the boys up, um, that was, that was my choice, you know, I didn't think it was, um, particularly fair, being FIFO and, um, me leaving the boys, and I was happy to be a stay-at-home mum too, so I did that for the first five years and then we moved over to Gove and, um, the intention was to stay at home until Ned started, our youngest, who was only eight months old when we moved over to Gove, Um, stay at home until he started school. And then our little surprise came along, (laughs) (laughs) our Tom Tom. So that extended that out a little bit for us. So, you know, five years on, uh, actually it was, yeah, five years on, I was well and truly ready by the time Tom went to... (laughs) Preschool to start a, a job and um, started at the pharmacy. Oh, cool! Looking after the, alterna- the alternative medicine um, there, which I loved. Um, when you say alternative, sorry, to the the vitamins. Step. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. So we we expanded that, got that up and um, up and running, and um, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then Tom went to transition and I was after something a little bit more or more hours um, and the school um, approached me and said oh would you be interested in being a teacher's aide and I thought well that's perfect that'll fit in with the boys so I went over to the primary school and started teachers aiding and did that for oh was six years and ended up from yeah teachers aiding into the Um, special ed unit and ended up being the AO4 at the special ed unit there, which I loved, loved the kids. Um, But then, oh, then I think, you know, the boys became teenagers and I was spending a lot of time with kids. (laughs) 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 <laughs> a, lot, a lot of time with kids and it became quite demanding on you know, my mental state and I felt I was ready for something else um, you know, mentally and um, just a, a challenge too. I guess we get to a point in our lives where we feel we need something different and a bit of a change. So I was a little bit stressed out. Um, at the time and I actually um, had a dream one night that I started a salad business. (laughs) As as crazy as it seems, I woke up and it was so vivid and I remember I had to pick Mal up from the airport the next day and it just felt right and I actually remember the day before. Um, sitting there, thinking, "Oh gosh, what can I do to make, you know, my life easier? I'm working these long hours. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always liked to be healthy, but I'm really struggling with trying to provide healthy meals for me and my family with the minimal hours that I had free. And um, I thought, oh, you know, it'd be so nice if someone was providing." you know, a service with healthy food, I'd be the first one. And then that night I had that dream. So the next morning I woke up and I thought, this is it. I went and picked Mal up from the airport, he got in the car and I said, I'm starting a salad business. (laughs) This is the first hit her. And I he looked at me and went, Oh really? Yes. Really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that was it. I think within three months I was up and running, and yeah, Soulful Salads um, came about, and um, it was the best thing I could have done um, for myself. Um, it it gave me that me time that I needed again. Um, you know, mentally and and for the kids as well. Um, Tom was having a few little issues at school with his learning and I felt like I needed to get on top of that and the only way to do that was to, you know, be able to have that time again for him. So it was perfect. It was exactly what um, we needed as a family. Yeah, and
1: the town needed
0: it too and by the sound of Yeah, it? <laughs> it was. I had a really, really good response um uh, yeah, the support was amazing, and not just the support. The changes I saw in people um, was was great, and the feedback was wonderful as well. The changes that it made to the, to their lifestyle yeah. um, was was great, and thankfully, um, you know, I, well, I did that for two two years, and um, it was more of a, a hobby. Business than um, than a, a business that provided me with a you know a, a really good income, yeah. um, and that's when Jack happened to finish year twelve, and I thought, okay, we well, I, I need to be doing something that's going to give me a bit more of an income to be able to support him um, because he decided to go to uni, so. <laughs> So I had to um, think about something and then one of my customers at the time actually said, oh, I'm trucking and ding. <laughs> <laughs> Before
1: we get to the truck drive, I just, I'm so curious because what what's it like? So like you said there was nothing before you kind of started the salad thing Mm. there's not many restaurants in town like that's one of the perks of the place like whichever way you want to look at it there's a few restaurants and that's it and not at that time, there wasn't many things from home that you could do. How did you go with fresh produce? Because the barge comes in once a week. Mm. It's never, <laughs> that's hard as like it, just a family, but... Yes,
0: yeah. It was definitely a challenge to start with. Um, to I, I went and approached Woolies and um, spoke to... Um, actually, Marion was the um, Woolies manager at the time. They were really accommodating. They said, look, we'll get you you know whatever you need if you just give us the heads up the week before that you need oh, more cool. of something they they were fa- fantastic um and i was outsourcing for a little while from darwin as well but believe it or not when i'd get the pro- produce over here it just wasn't it wasn't as good as quality as what Wooly woolies was providing me so i scrapped that idea altogether and i was Actually happy for that because it meant that I was buying local anyway. Yeah. So and then I also had control of the produce. Yeah. So um, I was quite particular <laughs> in in my my picking. Um, many people would say I'd be there for an hour. <laughs> It's pecking. such a small section. Yeah, picking, but I'd be there for an hour making Drawing sure that through. I... Yeah. <laughs> making sure I got the best for my customers. So, um, I, it, it, it was, def, yeah, it, you had to become very creative and it was very much a case of um, go to Woolies and see what was available and then create. You know, I think there were a few times I'd try and think of something, a salad to make and, and then I'd get to Woolies and go, okay, plan B. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work. So you made, you know, you make it work and that's part of living in Gove is you've got to be extremely adaptable and that was actually the mind frame that I went in with starting the business is I know it's not going to be easy. Um, however... I was able to be creative before so I knew that it was possible um, and yeah, I, um, it was just a matter of sourcing things, produce on a larger scale and like I said, Woolies was more than happy to do that for me.
1: That's unreal. That's mm. so good. How, how many people do you reckon you were catering to? Was it a daily thing or a couple oh, of
0: times a week? Just twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, you know, they, they were big preparation days. It would be – they'd be a good nine-hour day. So wow. it was – because I would um, – you know, I – do my prepping in the morning and then you'd put it together and then sometimes there was cooking involved it was mainly raw but sometimes there was cooking involved so you'd have that time as well but then you'd have packing time and I didn't sell from home I sold um as a mobile business I'd sell down at yeah down at the Hindle Oval or um at the um, business car park. So it was also putting things in the car okay. and then setting up. But that was great because that was my little outing. Your well, social. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. yeah I, I liked that aspect of it as well. So it, um, yeah, they, they were big days. So I decided twice a week was enough because you had to have your alternative days to um, do your shopping.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. And then clean up fridges <laughs> and, yeah, so it was a four-day-a-week Four day a week business, um, but it was it was fun. Yeah, it lasted.
1: How many people do you think you were? Oh,
0: to? I had. Uh, oh, in the end there, I had up to forty customers. Wow. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, yeah. So that that was on a permanent, that was on a a um, permanent list. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was good. It would dwindle down a little bit, you know, come the school school holidays. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a good good response. That's amazing. I had to actually cap it at forty. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> because oh, it was too much. Yeah, yeah. A lot, it took a lot of packing took a lot of packing and it meant that I was going to have to employ someone as well and the whole idea of it was for me to just do it myself mm. that that was me time which is what I needed going into that business is just having that me mental space
1: that's so cool you've really like you know like you said you kind of make your own lifestyle but you really have you you came to town and you made your own family with friends and stuff, and then you made your own business, and that obviously went gangbusters. Like that's awesome, and you had your U you time, which is so important. Oh, absolutely, I don't know how people do that. You know, where they constantly need to be <laughs> around other people. I I can't do it. I'm totally with you there, Jess.
0: Neither neither me. <laughs> and it's important. Yeah, I I, I can't express how much women deny themselves of that particularly mums Um, it's and I probably left it too late before I did realise it Um, but thankfully I you know I did Um, and it's definitely made me a better person and mum for it knowing that you've got to have that time out and be bold for change know when know when you've got to do What's right for your mental state and health and happiness and for your family, yeah, the bigger picture.
1: Totally. So speaking of change, so you had a trucky. Is that what they're called, truckers? Trucky. Yeah, trucky. You had a trucky client. Mother trucker (laughs) client. (laughs) Who said, "Hey, Jess, uh, I've got this sweet gig." Uh, and she was a woman as well. Mm, it's yep. so cool. I feel like maybe this town, like, there's a lot of women in the industry here. It seems yeah. Super cool. But she said, come and come and join the trucks.
0: Be a mother trucker too. Well, she um, – oh, I can happily say her name, Jade. Um, she was really enjoying it. And I thought, oh, well, that sounds fun. Sounds different. And I'm always up for a challenge. And um, I thought, well, the, you know what, the boys are at a really good age now where they need to be a bit more independent. I thought, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to try this out. And, yeah, I applied for it and, and got it. And um, it's been over a year now since I've been doing yeah. since I've been doing it and I love it. I love it. It's it's me time again. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you're by yourself and they're massive you, trucks. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are big <laughs> trucks and um then they're, they're not difficult by any means to to drive or um or operate. The backing took a little bit of getting used to, but once you get your head around that um it's yeah, they're easy enough. It's just more the logistics of of things. Um I just love, I love being in the truck and having that time to my, having that time to myself, you know, you get in your zone and, um, I put my music on and, you know, I do 12 and a half hour shifts, but you know, they yeah. go, they go pretty, they go pretty quickly and, um, I'm on a great crew that makes all the difference too, is having, and I got lots of support as well, which was great. Having that support, and I started on a crew that only had two ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, within three months of me starting, that, or oh, three, four months, that increased to six. Wow, how big are these crews that we're talking about? Uh, you're looking up to about 20 oh, crew members. Decent size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the crew I'm at, on at the moment, um, there's five, five of us. I think yeah, five five ladies. That's a, that's a quarter of the yeah
1: population. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right.
0: <laughs> Could be better, but
1: that's a it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah.
0: yeah, they oh they're definitely sourcing. You know, trying to source more women out there, um, and it's really interesting because you know there's mums. Several of us are mums. There's some that that aren't um you know we all range from um various ages oh, i've got a my my mother trucking friend danielle <laughs> You Shout know out to danielle <laughs> um she's 52 and has made the change at 52 which i just think is incredible yeah it's epic yeah yeah same thing you know mum of teenagers and um just wanted something different and liked the whole idea of um having that time for her as well. Yeah, which I know, you know, if if you're not a mum in the same sort of position, like a lot of the guys go, you're mad. You come to work to have you time. <laughs> <laughs> And they, you know, they think you're crazy when you go. Yeah, I really enjoy it. It's, it's, you know, it's my zone out time. I actually say it's my meditation time. All in bauxite. Yeah. <laughs> Meditate. hauling in bauxite. Who would think? But it, it really is. It, yeah, it really is. Yes. Can, can you,
1: um, walk us through what a day in the life looks like?
0: Oh. Cause you do night shift and day Days, shift, don't you? yeah, yeah. Well, you you are up at four thirty, and um, I'm not a morning person, so <laughs> <laughs> just ask Mal. Um, <laughs> it it that was hard getting my head around getting up at, but you you just do it. You you know you're up, you get into your routine, you're at work by you know catching the bus by um, half past five. You're in a toolbox by six o'clock. You're in a truck. Um, by quarter past six, you're, um, you know, you're driving for a good three and a half hours before you you get a break, and you get your break, and the next minute you're back in a back in a truck again, <laughs> um, hauling hauling dirt, um, which, you know, a lot of people would think, oh gosh, that's such a monotonous activity, and it it is, but. You know, it, it, I think because it flows, it's, a, it's actually quite a flowing day, your day goes really quickly. Um, and, you know, before you know it, you've had your two breaks and it's the afternoon and, um, you know, you, you're on the bus and back home again. And because it's only four shifts, four shifts go really quickly and then you've got four glorious days off.
1: You work fifty percent of the year. You do, yeah. And <laughs> exactly, holidays, yeah. Less than fifty percent of the year. Yes, yeah. It's insane.
0: They're big, big hours. They're different defi- yeah. They're definitely big hours. But you know, when you get that time off at the end of it, that's what makes it worthwhile. And um, that was actually one of the things that really appealed to me with the jobs is, I've. Never had a job where I've actually taken time off to have me time at home. You know, when I was a mum, you're always at home, you're always doing something. You're busy with the kids. Um, you know, come when I was working for the school, I'd have the weekends off, but that was mad crazy, two days to clean the house and um, do the shopping. And, you know, you, you just didn't get much you time And then in the salad business, because it was a home-based business, I was always – there was always something to do. Yeah. You know, you – and then the kids would be home and um, you'd still be dealing with what you had to do there. Um, So being in this job, when you've got your four days off, you make sure you actually take time to relax and and have you time because you're working – 50 hours in four days, which is, it can be pretty exhausting.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so you make sure that you, on those days off, you actually get time. And a lot of the time is when the kids are at school as well. So it's, um, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunately, you know, there are downsides. You you work a lot of weekends, um, but... You know, when you do have those weekends together as a family, you do make the most of it as well. So really makes you appreciate the time that you have, if anything. Totally. Mm. Would you say that's the biggest
1: downfall of the the gig?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It doesn't, um, particularly when I'm on nights and it's the weekend. Yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) um, that puts a bit of pressure on the family to be quiet. And as you can imagine, a family of five males, um, four of them teenagers. That's not an easy ask. (laughs) I've got very good at sleeping with earplugs. (laughs) (laughs) I just realised you're in a
1: male-dominated house and you're in a male-dominated industry. It's just your jam, Jess. It
0: is. (laughs) I just figured I'm I'm on this earth to be around males. (laughs) Males are my thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know males well. (laughs) That's good. It's good.
1: Um, Do you find, like, were there any, um, do you think, like, going into the job, has there been any, uh, I guess, negative aspects of that because it is a male-dominated industry or? Oh, oh.
0: No, I, I can't. I can't say that there has been. Oh look, I'm not a negative person, so I don't tend to look at negative aspects That's anyway. Great. I yeah. see them more as a as a hurdle or a challenge. So I, I won't say um, they're negative. Um, certainly not in that aspect. There, there's been challenges where look, I'm. I'm quite a strong-minded person and I don't hesitate to express my opinion. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, there's been times when I've done that out there and, you know, I've, I've probably been shut down. Um, so I've had to – I think it's more about learning personalities than, um, uh, than it being male-specific. Yeah. Um, so you know, I've, I, I, it's just been a matter of adapting, which I, we all have to do in the workforce. We've we've, we've got to do that in life. Totally. Um, so I, I've probably never worked. I, actually, I have never worked with that many men before. But I, you know, I think if you go in with a, an open attitude, um, be adaptable. Um, you know, just be yourself is important as well. Um, and be understanding is definitely a quality you need when you, you get out there. Um, that, that definitely helped me. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's in like any workforce, there's lots of different personalities out there and, um, you know, I, I, I went in with the attitude that um I'm me. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I didn't try and hide anything. Um I went in very vulnerable too. I think expressing that is really important because people can't strip you then. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um when you show your vulnerability, uh, people tend to be more accepting. Totally. Yeah, particularly particularly with males because women have that, have a bit more of an understanding there, whereas um, men will strip at the layers. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. I do, yeah, I just want to say, I, I, yeah, I shouldn't have said negative aspects. My brain's not really working, so sorry. But you're right, it, it, like hurdles and stuff like that, that's totally a better way to frame it. So,
0: sorry. Yeah, no, that's, uh, look, that's fine. Uh, you know, th- th- there are times where I go, Oh, that's that's frustrating. That's negative. And then I go, no, it's not. No, don't. Yeah, it's don't. a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a challenge. And you know what? Every day is a challenge because it's something something new. It's like, I've never, gosh, never in million years did I think I would be a trucker, <laughs>
1: a mother trucker, <laughs> a mother trucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm proud now to be a a mother trucker. I. <laughs> Oh, I love it. The boys, the boys think it's hilarious. They <laughs> refer to me as Mother Trucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um,
1: I guess you kind of you you kind of answered my next question. But for any um, for anyone, I guess we can it can be anyone really that's going into something new. Like whether mm. you know, regardless of gender or whatever, if you're going, if you're looking at starting a new a job or you mm-hmm. want to start something that's seems totally out of your realm uh
0: what advice do you have to them oh, don't put limitations on yourself um, believe that you know believe belief really believing that you can do anything is probably the best advice i can give You know, we can do anything. We just have to put our mind to it and believe that we can do it. And um, I've I've always been one to like to challenge myself and and prove to myself that I can. You know, well, I I can achieve anything. You know, as soon as that little thought's in my head, I'm like, right, (laughs) I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this. Um, so, you know, if it's an incline, then go for it. You know, the the last thing I know I want to do in my life is think and wish that I did something and then never did it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's worse living with that than attempting something and okay, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but at least you tried it. So, you know, I I just think that women in particular, um, especially in this day and age um, where, you know, it's still particularly mining is still very much a male-dominated industry, you you just have that belief that you can can do it. It's a mindset, definitely a mindset, yeah, and believe in yourself.
1: Totally solid advice. <laughs> Super solid advice. I ask everyone this, but what are your hopes and dreams for the next five to ten years, or goals, anything like that? What are you kind of striving for?
0: Oh, look. To be honest, I'm actually quite happy doing what I'm doing what I'm doing with um, trucking. Um, progressing as a as an operator, um, you know. At the moment, I'm I'm not on the loader, so that that's one of my goals. <laughs> Tackle this loader and and dozer. I'd love to get in the dozer as well. Um, we've sort of got a long term plan for the next nine years or eight years um, for Mau to see out Rio and then ret- retire. Um, so that's it's very much in the big picture, operating. Um, so as far as work goes, I'm sticking, sticking with this and um, oh, just continue to travel. Travel is a big passion of mine and doing what I'm doing, that's giving us the resources to be able to travel and just um, live, live life. Be happy, be healthy—pretty um, simple goals, really—and um, try and still enjoy what I'm doing. That at the moment I love. I actually love getting in a truck, <laughs> and if I can continue that over the, you know, those next, like you say, five, ten years, look, that keeps that keeps me happy, and um, watch my boys grow up into beautiful human beings i know it's only a simple goal but that's you know be there be there for them as a as a supportive mum yeah not not massive not massive goals but they're, they're great girls it's great yeah just um just try and keep everyone healthy healthy happy and enjoy life (laughs) that's <laughs> great, yeah, I love it. I would definitely um, like to encourage more women. The one thing that I do see is a really common denominator here in Gove is um, the the mental state of mothers in particular. Um, and I went through it myself as, as well. You know, as, as mums we get stuck in a rut, um, you know, the, we get stuck in the rut of, you know, being um, in a routine of raising our kids and forgetting about ourselves um, and forgetting uh, physically as well as, as mentally and I've, I was there once and it's just so important to know when it's important to recognise when you need to make a change in your life. And it, it's particularly important here in Gove because, one, a lot of us don't have family here, um, and particularly when you're new. It's, um, it's a lot more helpful when you've established a friendship base, but when you haven't got that, um, it, yeah, I can't stress enough how it's important for women to recognise when they need to make some changes in their life. Whether it be get more exercise, uh, you know, have more me time, whether it's go to work or, um, you know, have the kids in daycare for one day a week just so that they can give them themselves that time. Um, because, oh, look, I'll be honest, I saw so many women go to the doctor and come out with prescription medication. And I'm, thankfully, I've never been there. I've always been bold enough to make the change to say, okay, I I need to make a change in my life. Um, But a lot of women haven't. And um, I, yeah, I just like to be encouraging to mums to say, listen to you, listen to yourself. You know, when you feel things aren't right, make that change and um, don't feel guilty about it which is one of the things we do as mums we have that guilt and we shouldn't and um, you know this is the perfect town to be able to do that you know it doesn't, doesn't take long to get anywhere um, it's a really supportive community um, and you just have to reach out and you guarantee that there's someone else in the same situation as you yeah. Yeah. So that that's something I've I've been a big advocate for just listening to mums um and yeah, ho- hopefully be a mentor. That's something that I'm um I've actually been thinking about doing a little bit more of, um particularly now I've got five four and five days off <laughs> yeah. is um to be that support for women. Yeah.
1: I think you you are. You're doing that just by living your truth. I love it. Without going too <laughs> 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 namaste. But, like, yeah, I think you're amazing, Jess. Oh, thank so you. So inspiring. And you've got a beautiful family. You do it all. You make it all look effortless. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I smile so I don't cry. <laughs> I say that. They say, oh, you're always so smiley. It's like <laughs> if I don't smile, I'm going to cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but really like I think yeah you're amazing and it's awesome that you've gone from salads which is great that you did that and super inspiring like super cool but going into track driving after that and like loving it and yeah. you're a mother tracker Jess yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> proud one <for> that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming in oh thanks for having me I feel really privileged yeah, it's, um, it's it's nice. Nice to be on this segment. <laughs>
1: Happy 22nd episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And thanks for all the support over the last six or so months. I truly appreciate all the feedback and reviews. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, as usual, I need to give a massive shout-out to GovFM, Without this incredible station, this podcast would not be possible. I hope you have the best week and I'll be back next Thursday for a brand new episode. But for now, my name's Monica O'Hanlon and that was Northeast East Arnhem Land with Mon.